back to the We Are Wavemakers podcast, where we explore the intersection of purpose, passion, and how it connects to holistic marketing for businesses. Presented by the Wavemakers Collective, we invite you to sit back and tune in to the conversations with experts from Southeast Asia on how businesses can apply the holistic marketing approach to grow their business. I'm your host, Nazira Hashim, and I am delighted to welcome you all today as we chat with Shermaine Wong, the CEO and co-founder of Cult Creative Asia. As a passionate advocate for creative professionals, Shermaine co-founded and leads Cult Creative, a platform focused on career exploration and networking for the creative workforce in Southeast Asia. With her background in working in boutique PR firms and a renowned publishing agency before founding her own events company, Tish Events, she saw the need for a platform to give visibility and recognition to those in the creative field. So during the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, Shermaine began creating the first version of Cult Creative App, despite not having any coding or design background, which is amazing. And within six months, the beta version of the professional networking app was launched and it quickly gained traction with 21,000 downloads and connecting over 8,800 professionals in the creative industry and even 880 employers from countries like Malaysia, Australia, and Singapore. It's such an achievement. And with her immense experience in managing creatives, and of course, being a creative herself, we're here today to discover how can businesses cultivate creative teams. Let's hear it from her. Hi, Charmaine. Welcome. Hi, Nat. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> no worries. So I've been following Cult Creative for a very long time from its inception, I believe. And I feel like you guys started your platform just going on this community route, having IG live conversations, and you pulled in really diverse group of creative people to talk about the industry and the struggles that they go through and launching this app like within a year and a half later. And now we're like post pandemic. I guess I want you to reflect and give me this thought first and foremost what are the key needs having built this app and this community of creative talents in this day of age like what do they need in their workplace in terms of an employer or a creative site so i think for the employers to know what do they mm-hmm. actually need to make it a good environment for them to work with employers? I think what's important for employers to cultivate in their team is definitely encouraging their team to be adaptive. I think with COVID happening and everybody had to be super resilient, adapting to remote hybrid arrangements, I think number one, the company definitely needs to encourage uh, adaptability, versatility, and also adapting to tools, you know, like Zoom, you know, and collaboration tools, and also encouraging the team team to always innovate. I think that's something, these are some of the values that companies need to bring forward in the future of work beyond just nurturing the creative team, but they also kind of need to incorporate not just creativity, but also innovation in their teams. Uh-huh. And like, do you see if the employers are missing that when it comes to doing that kind of cultivating in a creative working environment? I think right now, um, there's definitely a shift on flexibility. With remote work for the past two years, right, companies now are definitely open to hybrid. And I think that they see the value of deep work on certain days. There are even some companies adapting to four-day work week. Uh, Friday's deep work, two days working in the office for brainstorm, problem solving, and then just two days working remote. Companies are slowly adapting. I think hybrid is definitely a trend in Malaysia right now, but remote work is still, we need to educate more. I think a lot of companies don't see the value of remote work yet, but I also think they definitely need to work on their communication. Yeah. Whether it's using uh, collaboration tools like Miro or like Airtable or Notion or whatnot. So it's definitely getting the companies themselves to also innovate, right? 
I totally agree. I mean, Wavemakers has always been a 100% remote company from the get-go. And this we started before the pandemic. And one thing we knew when we first started remotely, we didn't use any of those, um, you know, project tools. But then, obviously, within the year of having to manage the team, we definitely had to use things like Monday.com. And then we obviously are heavy users of the Google Suite tools. So these are great collaborative tools that we function with. And I think for us today, we're so grateful to work remotely. I think the team is much happier. And, you know, we also, I mean, at our company, obviously, being an agency, we have creators as well. And I know that that environment really makes them feel um, that they can work in their flow Mm -hmm. instead of attending like unnecessary meetings or like sometimes working in a full environment of like office. It's great. Don't get me wrong. But like there are times where you just need to focus and sometimes working in an office can be a little bit of a distraction so I would say I don't know if you would agree it depends on the talent pool you work with right and creatives being maybe introverted do they want to be in a working environment where it's always like open employers should give that opportunity right yeah, and I also want to add on, right? I think moving on to cultivate creative teams, companies also need to set very clear goals and expectations of their creatives as well, right? Is the brief clear enough? The assets within folders, you know, labeled properly. So I think everybody definitely needs to step up on like systemizing their thoughts into, you know, tools. Then it also encourages, you know, the team to be more independent. Then it'll be a lot more efficient. I completely agree. I mean, streamlining, man, that word, I totally agree. Stream- streamlining your processes in your workplace to manage a work remote team is probably like what you need to think of if you're planning to go fully remote which actually brings me to like talent side right Mm -hmm. what would you say are the main types of creators that are essential to a business right now like having dealt with over 800 employers what would you say is the demand of what kind of creatives they're looking for right now I think putting talent aside and all this technical, you know, their specialization aside, I think what is in demand is creatives that can problem solve. I think using design thinking to understand the challenges of a campaign, going beyond and understanding who is the audience and spotting the audience in a mall. Like, okay, this is who the user or or customer that the campaign needs. So I think creatives that can think beyond just, you know, designing great stuff, but that design thinking, problem solving skills, that's definitely... let you stand out lah. Okay, that's that's very important, right? We always imagine yeah. that, okay, this person can draw an amazing, beautiful thing, but can they actually articulate a message yes. that is completely going to resonate with the target audience of the company? And that's always going to be a challenge because creatives, maybe they don't have, they're not equipped with that critical thinking framework or skill set or tools. And I think like employers could actually, almost like if they don't have it, right, especially if they're juniors, maybe where they came from in uni or where they graduated, that wasn't a process that was thought in Mm -hmm. reality like i feel like employers should continue to train their talents on how to cultivate that critical thinking aspect and almost like ease them into the process of how the company works so again it goes back to processes like are you giving them brainstorming sessions or teaching them the framework of how to brainstorm because some companies have their methods and i think creatives also need that so great observation on that i mean i love that then i think one more thing i think we definitely have to touch on the topic of ai right like everybody is always you know talents right now like fearful you know but I actually don't think the talents are fearful I think everybody is definitely using ChatGPT 
for schoolwork, for anything or rather, right? So, but employers, a lot of employers feel like, oh, okay, um, adapt or die. But I feel that for creative side, yes, using AI tools will definitely enhance your productivity. But more than ever now, creatives definitely need that emotional intelligence, that human connection, those life experiences to use the right prompts, right? Or AI to enhance their work. If not, we're all going to see the same AI-generated content, you know, and not just that. I think a lot of creatives are going to the same platforms for inspiration, whether it's Instagram or Pinterest. You sort of need to stand out by going beyond what the algorithm is providing you, whether it's going to, you know, the bookstore or like subscribing to a monthly, I don't know, magazine that is random and then traveling or, or just going to a gallery, you know, I think going beyond your current like pool of inspiration, whether it's same friends, listen to other podcasts. So I think creatives definitely need to go beyond the standard algorithm based inspiration and go out of their way to experience more. I agree 100%. I mean, if at all, like for on the employer side, I think encouraging them to do that is very important. And whether or not it's, um, you know, I know some companies who create policies where on Thursdays, they are on learning hours from like 9 to 12. And then there's yeah. and then like uh, here at like our collective, we actually get people to share, have a sharing session on whatever topic they want every two yeah. weeks, because it just gives the opportunity for us to learn about new things. And I've learned about the most randomest things yeah. like gaming topics yeah or even about formula one these are things that i would never be interested in but like in an environment in a working environment with teams it's very important that employers equip their talents whether creative or non-creative talents to have a dynamic environment as a whole so i agree with you and actually i wanted to ask you like going back to that environment if you create mm. a dynamic environment would mm. you say that it really helps creative talents actually grow a business Business, like you know having bring profitability for example because I think the challenge here sometimes is they think like creatives are just doing like la-di-da work and they're not really mm. creating impact what do you think like do creatives actually bring or maximize a business profits I think if we start incorporating creative teams within the sort of strategy itself from the get-go yeah then they understand the big picture of KPI say for example Milium right so we did a campaign for Milium and uh Medium hired cult creative to create YouTube content to ultimately drive customers to their stores. So I think when they brought us in earlier from the get-go, sharing with us their challenges, okay, the stores, it's only frequented by older customers, right? It's not that young, fresh, Gen Z customers. So then the creatives understood that, okay, that means the comms and the way the content and uh, needs to be rolled out is to attract Gen Z. Gen Z, fashionable people that has money, to frequent medium stores. So with that, okay, then we understood that the shoots need to be done in medium stores itself. Whether it's Mindkind or Pavilion, blah, blah, blah. It goes down to the, the choice of the baju as well, right? Which baju will attract Gen Z talent. So I think when brands actually bring in the creatives from the get-go and be very clear on their briefs, like what is the ultimate objective? Yes, it's to drive revenue, sales in the stores. Not just that, but who is the right profile? They definitely want Gen Z, a bit affluent, and also their fashion does so and they want to educate them so with that the content can be designed in a way to attract them and ultimately drive 
ROI. So I think it's not straightforward, right? You can't you can't just like create YouTube video, drive sales. I think there is a lot of messaging involved and a lot of going back to how to track these buyers. Are they really the Gen Z audience? Is the YouTube getting the right engagement, you know, blah, blah, blah. And does that translate to sales? So it's not straightforward, but I think it definitely has an impact to ROI in the sense that it's revenue. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. A lot of employers and, you know, clients that we work with to justify to them the budget of, say, hiring a videographer or, you know, creating content or experiential marketing event or even KOL hiring. It requires, I think, you know, what, what would be an added bonus is if the company itself, the employer itself, understands the long-term impact of what content creation does or what digital marketing campaigns do. You know, like I always say this to any of the clients or even, you know, the team when they feel like, oh my God, the results and the numbers are there, but I don't know if it's actually doing any impact. And a lot of people forget that when you run an ad when you run a campaign it's about long-term memory of the particular mm. campaign in question how memorable is it that they actually mm. recall it and they mention the brand so like a lot of businesses they think like profits is immediate but actually mm. you know when it comes to these kinds of campaigns working with creatives to do this making sure you hire the kind of creatives that know how to hammer it enough that the person remembers this campaign like three years from now, five years from now, or, you know, six months from now to say like, oh yeah, I remember that campaign. Oh yeah, let's go to that shop. Or, you know, hey, you should check out this thing. People don't realize the impact of those visuals that we see or those campaigns that we consume. It has an impact. I give a really great example. I just watched Gigi Hadid is now a Coca-Cola ambassador. And I'm not even a fan of (laughs) Coca-Cola, but whoever decided that the campaign needed someone like her to make Coca-Cola relevant to, you know, the younger generation has probably done a good job because to me, that's like, it's like trying to remain relevant and creatives think about these things if you guide them in the right direction. So definitely agree. It's all about guiding. So add on to that, I think also creatives can't just be that left brain, like specific brain anymore. You have to juggle both brains, right? Mm -hmm. So I've been advising even called creative, right? We cannot just produce content for the sake of content. Like how it used to be back then, right? You just like churn out, you know, just like do 20 reels. But right now, we actually look at the data yeah. and understand what, what does our employers need, you know? Right now, okay, we need graphic designers who are remote. So from that data, you churn a content angle that specifically attracts the right audience for that. So I think brands and, and companies definitely need to study data analytics and, and find out what is actually working for them and then use creative content to support that and ultimately that will drive ROI. Yeah, that is totally true. I agree 100%. That leads to our actually final question. What advice do you have for business owners when it comes to building their creative teams? Like if you had to give really solid one as they embark on the journey of hiring a creative or building a creative team, what do you think they need to think of? Okay, I have a few. (laughs) Go for it. Number one is definitely already including your creative teams from the get-go, right? Whether it's strategy portion, whether it's understanding the audience or customer profile better. I think when you include the creatives from the get-go, then it flows into the design, the layout of it. How does it attract this profile person, right? If Miriam never told us that, okay, this was for Gen Z, then even the artwork wouldn't be attracting Gen Z. It would just be the old Miriam brand deck that was attracting those old the audiences. Number two is definitely encouraging design thinking and problem solving skills across all teams. Whether it's creative teams or even the marketing teams, having that problem solving practice, right? And always challenging the team to think beyond just like, oh, what do you see right now? What do they need more than this? So challenging the team in terms 
of creating problem solving and also I think encouraging collaboration and innovation in teams whether it's interdepartment sharing or even like what you said just now uh, getting the team to do self-learning hour and then sharing what they learn so a little story when I used to run Tish events right every month we would do a little like company excursion one time we went to a 3D printing company fun and we understood the yeah then we understood the process of 3D printing and how we could incorporate that into our gift box design one time we went to a furniture making workshop where the team got together to build a little kadai baking chair so then I think it's understanding these little processes and then seeing how different industries work conversations come out of it and next thing you know you're just like oh my god this is a brilliant idea for my client this is a brilliant idea for this campaign and for this artwork so I think encouraging that sort of dialogue and differences is really good I agree. I mean, those are such great advices for business owners. I mean, at the end of the day, it is the leadership of the organization and them having clarity on what their big picture message is. We always think, oh, target audience, target audience. But actually, it's also the buy-in of the team members and creating that unified message of whatever it is they're trying to deliver. Like, delight your customers. Okay, delighting them. How do you do that? In order to delight your customers, you must feel delighted. So it's almost like, I like to say, it's like a holistic marketing approach where you you really are not just thinking of one stakeholder. You're thinking of all the stakeholders that create this, not profitable, it's ultimately profitable, but what's more important Mm. is the fact that everybody is in line with the same message, including the creators, the entire team and your key stakeholder partners, you know? So super great advice. I think it's really important that, especially when you talk about leadership, right, you want to also challenge your team to ask questions. Like, you know how, I'm, I'm sure you know about how might we do this better? How might million customers view this? You know, I think getting creatives, like you said just now, introverts, they're not very communicative. So challenging your team to think beyond and use that how might we statement is, is so good for them to, okay, I'm not just one, you know, it's very straightforward. You have to actually think beyond what people need. I think challenging your creative team and, and getting them to, like you say, Line. Do they actually believe in this product? Yeah. Right? Are they like, no, I don't believe it, but then I'm going to design it. You're going to see in the results as exactly, well. 100%. So it's, it's definitely a two-way street. It's not one way. Um, you know, it's not I tell you and you do. It's, it should be both asking questions and explaining and communicating. So that's amazing, Charmaine. And uh, that pretty much wraps up our interview. So thank you so much for coming on to the show. We hope to have you back real soon to give us more insights on how to effectively grow, create teams. Thank you, Charmaine. Thank you so much, Wavemakers, and thank you so much, Nads, for providing this platform. I think this thing about holistic marketing is so underrated. People see marketing as a tool to like, okay, just sell my products. But I think we're in an era where people need to be more thoughtful. And, and I think Karma Marketing and, and you know, Wavemakers, you guys are doing such a great thing to encourage people to think more and do more and, and be better. So kudos to you guys. Thank you, Charmaine. That wraps up our third episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, do give us a follow at wavemakers.co and on our Instagram to stay updated on our latest episodes. Thanks for tuning in!